0: Welcome everybody to this episode of Soulful Sessions and I am super excited about the episode today. This is something that I've been uh, really uh, looking forward to doing. I have not found the right uh, partner in this and the right energetic exchange until now. So I am thrilled to introduce you all to Madeline Parker and we are going to be talking about all the energies at play between now and the end of this year, and for most of us, it's been tumultuous. It's been challenging. There have been many, many downs, uh, a few ups. So, but everyone has been all over the the map astrologically, emotionally, mentally, physically. And um, as most of the my listeners know, I am a big um, a, a big proponent of astrology in general. I have. Um, begun a really deep inquiry into Vedic astrology. However, Madeleine is um, a tropical gal. And what I love about working with Madeline, and, and she has done uh, a number of, of readings for me. And, and we just, as we got to know each other in that regard became friends and she is, it's so amazing to me that, you know, like I said, I was doing a deep dive into the, into the Vedic uh, system. And when, and Madeline was sharing things with me about from the tropical perspective, it was spot on, like somehow the two really meshed beautifully and it opened my mind to the fact that both systems, while um, different, are also very much the same and you get from it what you need regardless of the methodology. So let me share a little bit more about Madeline specifically and uh, and just and share with you about who she is and what she does. So uh, Madeline Parker is a psychic medium and intuitive astrologist with 15 plus years of overall experience specializing in tarot and astrology, aligning people with their highest best selves and destiny. Through the healing power of tarot and a side order of astrology, Madeline can restore faith in the positive force of the universe playing out in your life. And I can attest to that firsthand. After having done thousands of readings and having witnessed most of those reads come to fruition, which is a huge, huge feat, I've got to say, she can help align your actions and thoughts with your deeper, highest knowing of what is best for you. In these times of spiritual bankruptcy, Madeline has found there to be a deep thirst for the higher, often liberating knowledge, tarot, divination, and astrology can bring. She believes it is a great responsibility to be trusted with people's sensitive, spiritual soul's growth, Using the tools of tarot and astrology, Madeline can help you get back on two balanced feet, heading in the right direction for you and your highest and best life. So Again, I just, I, when I read those words, I feel them to be so true. Um, those of you who also know uh, me and, and Soulful Sessions, I share um, each of my guests, sun, moon, and rising signs. I'm going to hold off for a moment because I'm going to let the expert share that uh, information. Um, but I just want you to also know that you can find her at soul, S-O-U-L, levels, dot com. And also on Instagram and YouTube at Hows, like the how-to, H-O-W-S of spirit. Um, So, Madeline, can you share a little bit with us about your sun, moon, and rising? And also, um, you're known for saying it's all about alignment. So I feel like all of these pieces uh, come together beautifully. And I would love for you to share in your own words what, what all of that means to you.
1: Well, aligning that is basically, as I studied tarot, when I first picked up my tarot card deck in 2007, I wasn't aware of what really tarot was about. And every year that I studied tarot and I use tarot, as well as astrology, I become deeper, I become aware of even deeper power of, of shamanic power that tarot potentially really has. It's, and um, the main thing that Tarot wants to do, what I noticed, is align our mind with our heart space. So our mind is our masculine energy, which is our thinking and our action. And what Tarot is trying to do, and, and I channeled a grid which I use, which has enabled me to be quite specific and I like to say accurate. And um, but what the, the the grids what the grid is trying to do is to have you shift a mental perception that's limiting you, and have you become aware of a of a deeper, lower vibrational wounding in your subconscious that's dropping your vibrations and attracting and blocking your abundance. So the tarot is trying to align you in positive forces in a, in the in the correct thinking around the situation, which is the higher thinking. The cards are always going to try to lead you into a higher way of seeing it and thinking. Because our mind is always stuck on what our mind is not capable of perceiving the enormity of potential of, that the spirit wants to play through us so we go with our heart space we can feel it and when your mind is connected to your truth in your heart space you go the right way because your truth your heart space is connected to the higher forces so, so if you're experiencing blockage and abundance or struggles or suffering, you're really just kind of out of alignment. And I really do use the bicycle. It's so obvious, but the bicycle is the exact, you know, the, the, the clear description of how that works, because when you're out of alignment, you're wobbling all over the place.
0: So in other words, you're basically what you're saying is, is that, you know, oftentimes if, if there's something in our life, that's not feeling good or that, or we, we would like to be at point Z, but we're really at point A and, and what is keeping us from getting there is, you know, our thoughts are not in aligned with our with our heart, heart, which is the connection to that higher power to the divine wisdom. So the tar- tarot Um, in particular, can align that, can shift the thinking so that it it is in alignment with the heart, which is then in alignment with the divine plan, if you will. And so it all, and then things just start to shift and fall into place more more easily. Is that?
1: And then exactly. And the other thing is, is that we're shifting to feminine energetic lead, which is why it's so important to align right now because if you're not aligning is the feminine energy is in the moment she's observant of 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 abundance and she's in a state of observation receptive that's feminine energy right so the more connected you use your mental energy to know the moment the more you're going to be guided the more you're going to know the right way Mm -hmm. and, and right now with the universe Supporting feminine as the initiating energy to start because, because for the last 20, uh, whatever thousand years, I'm, I'm a bit weak on that. I think at four or five thousand years, anyway, we've been in the dark ages, which is basically masculine energetic lead. And now we're having the universe is shifting its polarities. And, and what happens is eventually we become out of balance when we're in too much masculine lead, a, a frequency of abundance drops in the planet, attraction of abundance drops. Uh, because we become into the, 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 the masculine energy is in a negative polarity blocking abundance and the feminine is repressed wounded victim feminine it also blocks abundance so right now we're shifting into feminine lead and when so the universe has to shift its lead one energy has to lead at a time so now it's shifting to heart space lead so now more than ever with these shifting energies in this in this Jupiter Saturn conjunction that's coming up it's really and, and Mars being in retrograde is really pushing everyone being into their heart space, knowledge of heart space, so that when we initiate this new chapter that we're all initiating in this next uh, new year, actually, we're going to be initiating a 29-year cycle that, has, that is in alignment with our soul calling.
0: So there is a lot of I mean then there is a lot of talk about the the shift into the more the the divine feminine sort of energy versus the very patriarchal sort of energy that's been at play for quite quite some time now. Now for you with and I know I'm going to give it away a little bit your Sagittarius sun you've got a lot of you know forward fire in that and that masculinity how are you know, can you share maybe a little bit about your moon and your cancer too? Cause I think they may offset that a, a bit for you.
1: Uh, my chart is definitely feminine. I'm about two thirds feminine in my chart. So I'm about one. And it, that's, you see it in my, I'm two, I'm moon, uh, Pisces ascendant cancer. So two out of three are water. One is fire. Mm-hmm. So um, my Jupiter is in Aries. That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of my Aries, Jupiter. Anyway, um, um so so the 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 more the the, so the watery energies are going to be the ones that are are receiving so if you have water in your chart you're going to be the one that's going to receive the guidance right because water is the most receptive element Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the water and earth are moved
0: so, um, what was your question? <laughs> well, so basically, I, the, what I've, I think is interesting for the for the for the well for the listeners is when you know when we share a, when we share about you know our sign and where we are, whoever listening may be like, oh, you know, maybe they're not a Sagittarius sun, but they know a Sagittarius in their life maybe they they're not sure of their moon sign but you describe a little bit you know about what a pisces moon is is and they go oh wow that could be me so maybe just share like you know maybe a couple of sentences about each of your of your um signs in those top three
1: i'll start with my moon my pisces moon is in the ninth house at one degrees so that's pretty potent psychic I'm a basically a, a astrological channeler. So wherever your moon is, is going to be where you're very receptive and psychic. And if it's in a water sign, times that by 12, you know, times that up. Mm. Um, and then, so, so your moon is where you're kind of sensitive and can kind of connect to the higher realms, whatever house. And um, my son is Sagittarius, um, birthday 1221. Right on this uh, conjunction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about that in a bit. Yeah.
1: It's going to be interesting. And then my ascendant is cancer, zero degrees cancer. And, um, you know, that's basically, you know, you know, cancer ascendant are pretty like empathic, pretty much mm-hmm. empath. I'm an empath. Pretty much it's all in my chart. <laughs> yeah. You so you can,
0: you can literally see it.
1: Yeah, and I'm oh well, and I'm just like literally very sensitive to people's energies. I can tell how you know water people can tell how people are feeling. So yeah. Like
0: yeah, 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 to- yeah, very much so. So those who may be listening and go, "Wow, I really can feel other people." There's there's likely some yeah. some water in in their in their chart.
1: Uh, um, Psychic people that that don't trust their psychic abilities because if you're psychic, this is something I really like to tell people. If you're if you have psychic, you may not know that you've because the positive energies don't invade, but the negative ones do. So you might there's a lot of psychic people who've had sort of negative, darker energies coming to them, and they just shut it all out. Mm -hmm. Once you invite, once you become aware that you're psychic, because I do this a lot with people's charts, I see that they're psychic. Once you allow and invite in the higher frequency uh, spirits. Then the lower dark ones are shined out; they don't come back. So I just tell everybody that.
0: That's that's very interesting. That might be another another episode that we can yeah. we can share um, a bit more about that because I I would venture to guess there's there's quite a few people who find themselves in that camp where maybe they had an experience when they were younger and it scared them and they're like, oh, I'm not not doing that anymore. So and and now we need as many people as possible to be in that higher exactly. frequency. So.
1: And the spirit are are ready standing by to help everybody they want to. That's what this ascension, that's what basically this is happening, what's happening on on, on, um, this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. In my opinion, it's really ascension time. It's really when everybody's sort of a mass awakening is going to happen. And then that's, and what is that? That's really like when people really start working with the spirit higher forces.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited for us to get, to get into that. Um, but before we do, uh, one quick question that I, I ask all of my guests on the show. And um, you know, just to let everyone know, Madeline is most likely going to be back on again. So I won't ask, won't in the future, ask her these same questions because we won't, don't need to go over it again. But since this is your first time on the show, I'm going to ask you, can you tell us about a recent experience that lit you up when you just knew, you just knew that it was your soul talking to you.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say when Mars stationed direct, I'll tell you something that really happened was finding this apartment because I've sort of been nomadic for the last years. All these planets have been in Capricorn. (laughs) I won't get into it, but it's been hard on everybody. (laughs) I've been sort of perfecting my in-alignment actions, my masculine energy aligning with my feminine and and really folk, you know, following my intuition, really centering on, because that's what's happening and these energies are shifting, We gotta really know that. And um, I emailed a real estate agent that I was friends with and that, and I was just, when, you, when you're going against Mars retrograde, everything's shut, all the doors are shut if you're in the, in, going the wrong way. And that day, an apartment opened up for me in a town and it all came together the fact that that the only open door was in it was exactly the right price it was in exactly the right place it was the day that mars went into retrograde i had been here before so it was a, a, a building i had anyway it was just so clear the the universe was in charge and really lining me up
0: mm. beyond
1: my mind understanding why i'm in this town and every day that i'm in this town i wake up even more to realizing why i'm here and then i just wake up to more and more of how how much I love being a tarot card reader, because when I started out doing this, I did not like that this was, I was going to be psychic, because it wasn't something that society sort of liked, and my family didn't approve of it, you know, and it was kind of like, but it's my, it's my gift, and I can't help it, it's who I am, kind of a thing, so every day that I, that I do this, and that I work with people, and I see people's faces ignite, and like, I, 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 through the cards and through astrology, I light and ignite, and I see it in people's faces. That really ignites me. You know, that's why it's so fulfilling and I love it. And every day I'm so grateful that I'm a psychic and that I get to do tarot reads and I get to help people, you know. In their personal lives which is really the only kind of conversations that are interesting to have with people anyway
0: <laughs> yeah well everyone loves to talk about themselves obviously you know and you are helping them through your readings both astrologically and through the tarot cards to see themselves as they truly are see yeah. themselves
1: I see it help them, and I see everybody coming back for more reads, and I see their lives getting better, and I see their relationships getting better, and it's like, I'm like, okay, this is great. I guess I really like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic, and like I said, I mean, I I I can speak from personal experience with Madeline. She's just not a random person that I chose from the internet stratosphere to have on. Um, everyone I've had on the show, I've had some sort of connection to, in one form or another, and um, felt like they would have something to, worthy to share and to give to the, to, to the.
1: It's, I feel so uh, blessed to, to be able to share this information because, uh, you know, I do believe it's good information to get out all this, especially with this awakening coming, we really need spiritual leaders. And, and I'm a reluctant spiritual leader. Sagittarians, by the way, they're the reluctant leaders. they're like, all right, I'll get out and lead against my desires, but I got to do it. And the Leo have dropped these areas, you know, they didn't want to lead in those departments. So the Sagittarius got to come pick it up. But um, it's, it's just time, you know, for the spiritual sort of, I call it re-evolution, where we're, we're, we're taking spiritualism back from, you know, you know, I don't like to be negative at all, because like what we focus on, we, we create, but a lot of the religions really sort of made people feel as though they didn't have the power to utilize spiritual, um, shall we say, operating your feminine is the, the feminine is the one that operates with spirit. So when we shut the feminine down, we've shut her relationship with spirit. So so a lot of the sort of grid and the religions have shut our own personal relationships with spirit. They they, they made evil divination so divination empowered the individual to their fully abundant it it, it enables your abundance level to rise you know so it puts you in a it makes you in your autonomy it puts you in your autonomous power and that's what the age of aquarius is all about which is coming up in this ascension period which is next year all the planets are going to practically be in aquarius which is really when people are standing up and realizing that they have autonomy
0: and so that's something we talked about uh, before we began recording. Um, Madeline is the, uh, you know, one of one of the aspects of of this phase in time is about empowerment. And so whether we find that power within ourselves on our own, or whether we find it outside of ourselves to kind of you know maybe ignite that inner fire within us, like and that I believe is one of your gifts, you know, to be able to, you know, hold that space for for people to empower them to. You know, go take a different route to go a different direction to really see what's what's in front of them and see what's in alignment for their highest and best good uh, like I mentioned in your um, in your introduction. So all that said, we've got a new moon eclipse coming up on December 14th. So would you mind sharing with the uh, Soulful uh, Sessions listeners about how is that going to affect us?
1: Well, that the 23 degrees uh, Sagittarius, 22, 23 degrees Sagittarius. So look in your chart. Look and see where your Sagittarius is. I highly recommend everybody know your chart. We're entering Age of Aquarius. That is the S. Uh, 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 it's astrology. It's the star card and tarot. So knowing your astrology knows you. You know you. You don't have to be an astrologist to, to learn this, to know about your basic chart it helps to have astrologers work with your chart too i highly recommend that too however you want to know your your degrees you want to know where your what houses your charts are in because these eclipses are very very pivotal this is going to be a very powerful eclipse it's also hitting the south node because the north node right now is currently in gemini at 23 22 degrees the south node will be in sagittarius so there is going to be something occurring in the lives of Everybody, but stronger. If you have a, a planet or an ascendant or an MC hitting that, you're going to have a really strong hit. You're going to you're going to you're going to release a limited perception because Gemini is thinking perceptions, ideas, information that shifts. In other words, a, 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 an auspicious opportunity will come in that breaks your mind limited because it's hitting the South Node in the sign of Sagittarius, and Sagittarius tends to have limited belief. Sagittarians tend to have rigid thoughts. <laughs> hard
0: to you know so would so would this be could could this potentially feel a little bit uncomfortable for people who have um have that uh have a planet in sag or you know or yeah so so it so it may be so i guess what i guess what i'm saying here is for those who have sag in their chart uh
1: Planets like a north node at 22, 23 degrees. My son has his MC at 22, 23 degrees. He is very auspicious for him.
0: So you're going to feel a little bit of discomfort, which is then going to become your opening. So it's kind of like that kind of breaking or cracking of a shell that doesn't feel real good at the time. But then when she breaks through it, you're like, oh, wow.
1: Well, yes, you could say that. And also you could also put it like, wow, I didn't know that that could have worked. Okay, because it's going to go against a a perception. And, and that perception was limiting you. So, so the eclipse is going to come in and, and, and and an opportunity is going to come in because it's a very abundant opportunity. So if you don't have a planet there, let's say you just have a Sagittarius over your sixth house, and you don't have a planet there, it'll still bring abundance towards your day-to-day routine and and it, it's a good placement for that i mean it'll be a positive okay and then i mean it, it in the sense that it's it's going to bring new it's a new moon solar eclipse so it'll bring new initiations that will bring abundance is a very abundant um it's it's jupiter so yeah. it's jupiter, it, it's like it's ruled by jupiter this eclipse so it's bringing expansion bringing abundance and remember abundance and expansion if you haven't felt and Sagittarius have had a hard time because they've had all this stuff happen, all this Capricorn still in their, in their second house of finances. So challenging them to grow up around finances a little bit. Um, um so you may have felt an ex expe- a, a limited experience financially. So when this eclipse comes, you're going to go, wow, this was the way I was going to be more abundant. And I was stuck in some old way. Wow. So yeah. It's going to be sort of like a, a, it's going to be liberating. And and this, this, this Sag, this thing, this, this uh, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter conjunction on zero degrees Aquarius on December 21 is also going to be very liberating. So it's a very strong alignment. This is sort of like an initiation for that period. So there's a relationship between this eclipse and the big conjunction.
0: Okay. So we've got the new moon eclipse on December 14th, and that is in Sag, and it's going to be you know a breakthrough um, of abundance and perception for, for, for everyone. However, if you have any planets or any, any, anything in Sag, you're going to, to feel this a bit more.
1: You're gonna okay. feel this for sure, yes. And if you have a direct hit, I would say your life is changing completely.
0: Well, and I think we talked about that the last the last read that you and I had, or maybe it was just in a conversation that you know I've got a lot of a lot of hits happening all at the same time, and right, yeah, we, we, I'm sorry, say that one more time.
1: I think your Jupiter is going to be hit by direct. I think you have 29 degrees Sagittarius Jupiter. Sorry, I hope you don't mind me telling your your chat.
0: I do not mind at all. I do not mind at all. I think most people
1: fantastic because you're getting a Jupiter and Saturn conjunction on your Jupiter I mean that's nuts and then plus you've got this eclipse in Sagittarius and I can't remember I think you do have some planets in Sagittarius
0: yeah
1: I think I have your chart here (laughs) you've got your Jupiter 29 degrees Sagittarius you've got your Neptune in Sagittarius but your north node is in Capricorn right now so that's also getting a Jupiter hit right now so so in other words, right now Jupiter's about 25, 26 degrees Capricorn. So that's a direct hit on your north node at the same time. And then within a couple of weeks or three weeks, we're getting that Jupiter conjunction on your
0: Jupiter. Which is crazy. Right. That is that is crazy. Okay. That is
1: There's crazy. Rapid expansion in your life. I so, mean, I don't know what's gonna happen on that day. Something's gonna happen on that day because everybody's chart, a lot of people's charts, is a complete revolutionary turn in their lives. So I I mean, I hope it's good. I mean I, I, you know, sometimes hard things happen for change, but, um, it will be very positive.
0: It's always good. It just may not be feeling good in the moment yeah. of it happening. Um, you know, the
1: good thing about it is it's catalyzing. It is not divisive experience now for people going into the age of Aquarius is it, because we're running all these planets. We get Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius is galvanizing. It's bringing it's because we've been in the last so many years very polarized in politics and all sorts of things and people um the energies have been very polarized but this now sort of pulls them together harmonizes people collectively making constructive change for the good of all is basically what this conjunction is going to be you're going to see people stepping up and answering the call of one of eleven, eleven. every and that's exactly what this day is it's the 11 11 day it's the in my opinion it's ascension day because the, heed, the the call will be heeded by all to step forward and not make limiting choices in their lives that that are fear-based but to step forward and and act in a way that increases abundance on the planet for all
0: i love that i mean i actually wrote down what you said a moment ago okay. making constructive change for the good of all that's what all, that's what's happening on, on the 21st, which I think, and your birthday, we'll celebrate you. I get to pass the message. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really amazing. So, okay, let's, let's kind of look, fine tune this, fine tune this a little bit. So December 21st, can you tell us about, okay, there's all these planets coming together. Can you tell us a little bit about each, you know, each of the planets, what sort of energy they carry, and what does it mean when they're all coming together like that?
1: Well, when you get a conjunction like that, it's the same degrees, which is what a conjunction is, is, is you get a blending of the two energies. So you get Jupiter and Saturn. And the other thing that's really notable about this, this conjunction is that Jupiter and Saturn have been in Capricorn for the last, um, well, oh gosh, how many years? Two, two and a half? years and Jupiter's been going back and forth but anyway over the they've been retrograde going back and forth but anyway basically it's been very restricted energy Jupiter's been in a bit of a Saturn cage because Saturn has been Jupiter's been in Capricorn which is restricted it's 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 not a strong position for Cap uh, for Jupiter so it's been held back because because Saturn is the rule maker you can't Jupiter can't ground its vision and spiritualists and light workers and people who are who are now going to step up and and call the heat of 1111 11, are 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 you have to, as an empath and you have to ground according to saturn saturn is the, in the boss in charge and he sets the rule for how things materialize you've got to listen to saturn so the last years that people have been having a hard time we've had to listen to saturn but also we've had the government restrictions and stuff like that there's a shadow aspect of it but when you get all these planets going into aquarius you get liberation you get this experience of getting or let free or let go or let out so now we're getting both these planets and but still saturn and jupiter conjoining which means no saturn is there but saturn is going to ground now because Jupiter's woe was grown up to what the rules are to Saturn to what you got to do, <laughs> and then Jup and then Saturn now in Aquarius says, okay, great. Now let's expand together, in the light, expanding light, social power, social autonomy, and and Saturn is going to ground the will of the people.
0: So, so it's so- basically, um, if I'm understanding you correctly, you know, we've been in a period where Saturn has been um, has been pushing on us to. Um, to kind of come into, our, uh, come into our own in a sense, then we've had restrictions and, right. you know, um, that have put, you know, imposed rules on, on yeah. us and no one likes that. That's yeah. never a right. fun thing. But yeah. meanwhile, you've got Jupiter that is attempting to expand but hasn't really been able to. Mm-hmm. Now with, the, with them coming together in Aquarius, now Saturn is able to, the, you know, kind of the Mr. Rule maker is able to say, okay, Jupiter, you're ready to expand and I'm going to, now I'm going to help you.
1: That's right. But, okay. but again, the structures, Saturn's still going to keep the structure, but it's going to support a more liberated force. So in other words, the structure's there, Saturn's always going to be the rule, but now, because but, whatever Saturn supports, Happens. Whatever Saturn doesn't support doesn't happen. So now Saturn is supporting a liberated energy. Like there's going to be, so what's going to happen? I'll give you an example. For instance, let's say you've got to go to City Hall and you've got to get a permit. And there's this ridiculous, out of date rule that charges a leg and an arm for a stupid permit for something people don't really use anymore. You know, something that doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, Saturn is going to go against the old rule and say, you know what, it doesn't make sense. Yes, you can do that. Okay. It's going to make the, little, the too rigidness of Saturn is going to release. Like, for instance, um, you know, maybe there's an enforcement, on the, the, the law says this, and, and the policemen say, yeah, but it doesn't make sense to enforce that law on these people. It's not right. They won't enforce it. Sort of something like that. You're going to get people... People reevaluating that this, this this the Saturn is going to support the people's the choice that benefits the people. Does
0: that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. So so kind of to use your example, um, you know, let's just let, get by Saturn. You know, so basically, the people that are in charge of of enforcing or following this yeah. rule um, are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to. Well, we're not going to worry about that. Let's just take care of it this way.
1: Let's not give you that ticket. The cop will say, you know, I'm not enforcing this. It's not right. I'm letting you guys off this hook.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That kind of a thing where people, people are going to care more. Honestly, in my opinion, the universe is sending down, downloading empathic energies to the enforcers. I mean, I've seen it. I have seen it happen in my own life. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the city hall be very supportive of me and my, and because when you lean feminine, you're going to find Saturn supports the feminine leader. It, I've seen it happen, which means if you go with your intuitive and you're and you're operating to serve the greater whole, and you're not in your fear energy and your faith energy and your motive for for your calling, which is to which is very fulfilling and does help everybody, um, you'll see it. You can see it. Um, you'll get supported by Saturn.
0: So okay. So now
1: doesn't think it will. Even if your head says, oh my God, they're going to
0: get, gonna get <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> it's, yeah, it'll be okay. So yeah. does this, how, how, you know, how long does this play out and does this, um, how does this work with the full moon that follows at the end of the month also?
1: Well, because this, this, full, this, this new moon, solar eclipse oh plus, plus there is a full moon. Well, I, I think all full moons are releasing things that really no longer serve. So it's very possible that that full moon comes in after that, that, that day of 21, 12,21, where some sort of a trigger that emancipates people. Something happens that there creates a massive emancipation, and then that full moon is going to close the door on, uh, you know on the old. The, 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 the full moon closes the door, lights up, it lights up the dark, makes you see something more that reveals and heal. And plus, it also, it also represents a certain level of healing you have around it so that you can kind of step up.
0: So that's really so, uh, just so beautiful because, you know, if you think about it, this is coming at the end of a really tough year. Yes, that's true. You know? closing the door on that i'm sure most everyone would be completely down with and you know and then stepping into 2021 having kind of tied the bow on that feels pretty great
1: well the good news is the really great news first of all this eclipse is a good is is a new moon so that's like powerful because it's an eclipse so it's double it's auspicious right good new beginnings that are abundant and then you get um um, the full the full moon on the end of the year, um, letting that go. Gosh darn it! I lost what I was going to say. I I totally lost track of it. Anyway, this 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 eclipse this this eclipse coming in the solar eclipse. By the way, don't watch solar eclipses. The Native Americans say not to. They say go to water if you do, but really animals stay away from them. There is definitely something to, to that, and I, mm. I've seen people watch eclipses and things go crazy for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so yeah. So this this eclipse is going to initiate for certain people opportunities that 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 will line them up for that twelve twenty one date. Like astrology is always lining you up, to, you know. Okay. And lose if, if a job, don't worry. Uh, something really strong is coming so whatever you do lose around that full moon is to be enable you to align with the new destiny that you're supposed to align
0: with which is really that's very comforting i would think you know for yeah. those who who you know may arrive at that date and feel like oh man like right before the holidays i've yeah. lost this or whatever you know recognize that that's just creating space for something yeah. even yeah. better
1: The eclipses are really there to knock you and they knock you hard into alignment. You either go willingly, (laughs) you go crying. It's up to
0: you. (laughs) So is that, would you say that's kind of the overarching theme of any eclipse is to really just kind of, kind of knock you into alignment where you're supposed to be. And it's going to, it may feel okay because you're ready mentally, you know, you can wrap your head around it or maybe you're not and it really throws you off, but it's important.
1: If it, and if you're sometimes, you know, sort of Aries or certain fire signs are very strong-willed, they tend to have a harder time at eclipses because there's, they really, Capricorn can really work hard in the wrong way and then they take it really bad. It's a really bad blow to have to turn around and go another way, you know, so certain signs have a tendency to roll with eclipses more, you know, but Cancer ascendants, Cancer people, water people will also feel it emotionally more.
0: <laughs> yeah. They well, they're, emotional. they're emotional.
1: They're emotional signs.
0: So yeah,
1: it moves. Yeah. They move around. So, yeah, I mean, so, so then we've got that full moon eclipse at the end of the year. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting new year. I'm going to be very fascinated to see what happens. Something interesting is going to happen. And I honestly, I, I don't think that it's bad. A lot of people think maybe, maybe it's bad. I don't know. I mean, in a sense that, I don't know, it's like, some somebody dies or something. I don't know, but really, the, the, the it, it's 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 to initiate and instigate a new shift in the era. I so,
0: love I, I love that I love that that the energy around that around that concept. And yeah. so I know in Vedic astrology, the full moon is on the 29th. Is it in a tropical? Is it on the thirtieth, or is it?
1: Depends where you are, because where I am in Northern Idaho right now, I always get my full moon. New, I get the moon either a day before or a day after. I'm dyslexic, so I can never remember. So there's always a, day, there's always a little bit of a day discrepancy depending okay. on your location. Yeah. So but I think twenty yeah, ninth. The twenty ninth for you.
0: Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the thirtieth for you.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay. So.
1: I don't know what sign that one is in. When is that full moon? in? Is it in Sagittarius? Is it in Gemini? No, we had the Gemini full moon last. We had an, we had an eclipse Gemini. I think,
0: it, I think it's in Gem. at least in the Vedic, it's Gemini. Because oh, okay. um, that's what I, I have that calendar up. So I don't know in the, uh, in the tropical. But
1: yeah, I love Vedic too, by the way. In fact, sometimes I think the way I do tropical is similar to the way Vedic do, but I do it on a tropical wheel.
0: Could, you know, it could be because like I I mentioned at the beginning of the show, like it, you, it was so spot on. It was striking to me.
1: I feel like I got
0: coded. There's a code. I I totally think that's possible. Um, Okay. So I don't, we didn't talk about this, uh, Madeline, but I'm being guided to see if maybe you wouldn't mind doing just a super short um, card, a reading, just very, very brief around the energy that is carrying us from from the the new moon to the beginning of the year based on what we've talked about. Like maybe there's some supporting information. So
1: let's see, calling in high skies and angels so that we may be higher guided with more clarity on what is the lowdown on December, the end of this year. What is the message that you could pass on to all of Amalia's wonderful wonderful viewers and followers. King of Swords comes out, I'll pull them up, King of Swords. Beautiful. It's interesting because I, I think that King of Swords is, I do think we are really ending stuff too. Like there's a lot of, um, King of Swords is sort of like making a decision, not being wishy-washy anymore. Um, then we get the 10 of Pentacles, so this is, this is like everybody buckling down, interesting world. No. Isn't that great? And then this card always represents karma cleared. And all these oh, types wow. oh, clearing karma, enabling us to resonate at the frequency, which is clear the energies for abundance, because we are elevating to a new plateau. That's a new plateau of abundance. So let's do one more card. Queen well, of Wands, fire sign, feminine Sagittarius, feminine Sagittarius. So mm. this time for all fire, everyone, 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 to lock into their fire energy which is their desires their passions what fulfills them their creative force because it's actually divinely given whatever inspiration you have or fire fire is divinely made so fire sign feminine is connected to her desire what's her passions what she loves what she wants to do that's the choice that's going to lead you to an abundance so you got to follow your desire what you want to do i often tell people look you don't know what it is, what you're calling is, you can't feel it. Just don't do anything for like an hour. Just sit on the couch, not on your phone, nothing. And just let that desire bubble up. Like let that feeling come in and find out what, it, what you actually feel like doing. That's what's going to lead you to your, you're going to feel like doing it. That's what it is. So
0: I love that, Madeleine. So, you know, really, so if you're feeling pulled to something, But you don't know what you're being pulled to it's just sit and just allow it to show up okay so not everyone not put your mind
1: at ease around it like don't don't have an inner argument about it don't go
0: you know i don't mean to interrupt you but for those who cannot see the card you're holding up you have the um the uh is it the yeah three of three or four of swords
1: so in other words follow your desire Put your
0: goal.
1: Let your mind. I hear so many times people. And when, when I when I'm working with them and we lock into their their mission and we're really excited about it. They go, Yeah, but then I don't know. My husband would never agree on it or something like that. And I go, Look, just trust this desire you the doors open up the universe supports you it's that it leads you to your golden bucket of abundance in your life your health everything because when you're living your passion and you're living your desired life you literally become healthy
0: i love i I love that and i and i can speak to that personally myself with my life is that you know i had from the outside what appeared to be like the quote-unquote perfect life And inside, you know, it's not that I was unhappy necessarily, but I wasn't really fulfilling the bigger purpose of why I'm here and what I'm meant to do. And, you know, the voices will get louder and louder and louder and louder until you start to take some action. And so basically what you're saying right now um, is based on the, the cards that you pulled were the King of Swords, Ten of Pentacles, the World, Queen of Wands and the four of swords so the storyline for that in summary is is
1: the king of swords swords is fire king i mean air i'm sorry swords is air aries i'm sorry (laughs) libra aquarius and gemini so that is the north node right now so there really is information knowledge decisive decision making so we're hitting that on the, and then we get the 10 of pentacles in on the knowledge. So knowledge becoming clear and decisive, making decisive choices around knowledge of, of where your abundance is. And it is by serving the world. And then you're going to become also knowledgeable that the potential to make, to achieve abundance through following your calling will become clear. The information, this King of Swords make it clear what that is. Okay. And, and line eleven, eleven means that's why people see 1111 right now. That is the age of Aquarius. That is Ascension time. That means aligning with your higher will, with the divine calling, the reason you were made. So it's it's about aligning with your higher purpose, your higher calling. And that's actually where your true life's fulfillment lives. So true. So it's the call to do 1111, align with the divine, align align your actions with divine will, which you, which you will know through heart.
0: And I, I think that, that, uh, there's one aspect of this that I just want to clarify for the listeners is when we talk about the divine feminine, it doesn't necessarily mean just women. It, nope. it's, it is, it, you know, I've, I had a, uh, I, I did a mindful men series uh, recently where I was asking men about, you know, their, their, their thoughts and their feelings and, and their perceptions of masculine and feminine as a duality within each of us. And it was fascinating to hear their answers to that, because as women, we recognize, most women, I'm not going to categorize everyone, but most women recognize we have a masculine and a feminine qualities in us. Most men shy away from and do not like to even think about the fact that they may have feminine qualities because that's perceived in this patriarchal system as weak, weakness. And so it's so important that not it's the, the divine feminine and the, the rising of this feminine energy is really just about being more emotionally connected and having that spiritual connection and thinking about other people and, and having that, that um, connection of, of compassion and, and kindness versus who, you know, I don't care who I have to step on to get to where I want to, to right. be.
1: That's the frightened male, frightened. That's a frightened man. And a lot of the male energy within even feminine have frightened male energy. Yeah. So um, so the, 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 the what has to happen within every individual is to awaken their inner feminine because most people, their feminine has been asleep, inactive. And the feminine is 50% needed energy to materialize abundance. It takes both forces. That's why when we go into feminine lead, the feminine restores balance because she knows both energies are equally needed at 50%. And so, and so repressing the feminine energy, not when she's asleep, she's inactive. She's not, op, she's not co-creating with the masculine to create abundance, which is to work with spirit energy because the feminine is receiving of the guidance as to how, to, how to materialize abundance.
0: Yeah. So, so it's, a, they're, they're working hand in hand in tandem yeah. with one another. So if you have a balance of both, right, it's just Every,
1: person has to has, has to have an inner feminine awakening where they where they operate now with her they utilize the feminine energy within which is to activate a relationship with spirit yeah you know? um because because the reason the abundancy frequency rate of the planet is dropping is because of because of the dual energies there's lack there's too much materialism and and everyone thinks oh materialism is negative or bad or what really what it because we have two forces one is physical one is one is spirit we have to have a balance that's the eight that's what eight represents is the is the dual energies in positive frequencies at the frequency of eight which is very positive in alignment causing effortless abundance like the cow that eats grass and poops and fertilizes the grass and creates an effortless flow of abundance that's what the universe is trying to get us to do that's what divination is trying to get us to do positive masculine positive feminine which is healed feminine um, open-minded masculine adaptable mental masculine adaptable
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's it's interesting that you're bringing up the material materialistic nature as it's so it's so heavy, you know, one yeah. way where yeah. there's nothing wrong with with the desire to have material goods or to, you know, like certain things and to appreciate right. that. It's about that balance of it not being the single driving force for you and yeah. you taking advantage of other people in order to access these material goods it's the balance between between the two
1: yeah and literally if you operate in negative masculine energy right now you're literally going to block abundance you're going to notice that a lot of the ways that people manifested finances by a more masculine or abundance through masculine sort of strategizing thinking or you know invasive or stealing or frightened you know or trying to compete or something i mean competition isn't bad but like like you know what i'm talking about but their abundance is literally going to be blocked it's going to feel like if you're operating in your masculine energies too much you're going to feel like you're carrying a bag of boulders up the hill
0: (laughs) that and that does not sound fun no personally i would not like that that
1: On your feminine, masculine need to lean more on their feminine, and they are. And by the way, in indigenous cultures, they've never threw their balance out. They stayed, they stayed very much in their feminine and balanced because they know their 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 livelihood is dependent on their feminine. They know it. So um when they go hunting and when the masculine go out, they adorn themselves, they they make themselves really feminine looking. And a lot of the men in the world that wear pink and aren't afraid of pink they really attract abundance when you when you take a masculine man and you polarize it with some feminine you get instant attraction of abundance it's a very powerful partnership so like a lot of like 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 aries ascendant will wear pink and i know one who's a millionaire he used to wear pink pants he wasn't afraid they're not afraid of appearing gay because they're aware they're intuitively aware of the attractive forces of the feminine energy So when you get a man that's willing to do both of them, instant abundance, men ought to wear jewelry and, and they're afraid of being gay, but actually you're, you're, what you're doing is you're creating androgyny. You're creating both the energies in balanced, in balanced state.
0: That's beautiful, really. And with, you know, with pink too, if you want to look at that, the color itself, like the way I see the heart chakra is, you know, a green, it's a green energy, but it has this beautiful pink center. Yeah. And it's yeah. in, in, in working with, I don't know if I want to use the, the term working, but when, you know, tuning into yourself, when listening to yourself and, and co-creating in your life, heart, your heart is a huge part of it. You know, your soul um, is also a huge part of it. I know you, I feel like you had something else you wanted to add. And then I'm going to, I have a final question for you. Did you want to add something around the hearts or the pink or the souls?
1: The heart chakra really goes straight up. It's your soul umbilical cord to the divine. And maybe another time we can, I'll do a drawing and explain how that works. So your heart chakra is literally your, the thing that the divine, because your soul goes all the way up to source, joins with source and source is basically just everyone's souls connected and it connects us all through our heart space. So, so the more, the more you got guided by heart, the more you're following a higher will. So it's kind of like your true guide. And then you also have solar plexus, uh, which has got intuition. That's really where the, soul, the divine wants to empower us through the divine light, solar light, through our inner low self-esteem. People tend to go like this. When you've got a clear center chakra, you're, that's where really our power comes back to us.
0: hmm mm-hmm
1: that center chakra um that's like another conversation but um so yeah i think that's that was what we were talking about I yeah don't
0: know. yeah I well and so so basically this brings me to a, a beautiful segue to uh the final question i have for you Madeleine is what rituals if any do you have to turn tune into your soul's voice or you know quote-unquote bring your soul online
1: tarot. holding
0: up cards everyone <laughs> our tarot cards
1: I mean, tarot are my everything. I love them. I just, they, they I, every time I, I, I meditate in the mornings and I'll just pick one card out and I'll just sit there and I'll ask spirit to really help me integrate that message or understand what it is. And it, it's just, I'm very visual. I, I like looking at pictures. Sometimes I'll even take cards with me on a walk because I'll get a question. You know, it just, it's the way I talk to God you know, and, and it gets me out of my, that's the beautiful thing about tarot is it pulls you out of your limited thinking. My thinking is limited. So I always need to get out of my thinking. So that's how I do it. I love pictures. It inspires me.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I've had other guests on who have had all these, you know, everyone's got their own things. and I've had a few with elaborate rituals and all of this, but yours, it's very, it's very simple. You know, you turn to your cards.
1: I'm a meditative walker. I love walking. And I live in an area where I can walk around a lake. It's so pretty. But yeah, yeah, it is very simple. Yeah. Very simple, like my practice. I have very worn out cards.
0: But they're beautiful because they're now so in tune with you, you know? like It's, you know, you have a very close relationship. Because I know with my cards, the cards that I really resonate with, like they are, they are worn and they're, they just, but they feel good. They feel good.
1: Yes. Yes. I go through them though, because I do it for you know work. So I do go through cards a lot. I have to buy new ones because they get bent and crooked. And
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a ratty tatty deck that I bring with me when I go on walks. So if it falls on the dirt and the mud, I don't care. Right.
0: <laughs> That's good. You have a system. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Madeline, remind our listeners uh, where they can find 12, you. 12,
1: right now, just so you know. Pardon? It was just 1221 right now. I just oh, snowed. wow. Yeah.
0: And in my time, it was 321.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So what was your, well, yeah, you can email me Madeline Parker, M A D E L A I N E, Parker111 at gmail.com and my YouTube channel, House of Spirit, and Madeline Parker, and also Instagram, House of Spirit. But anyway, so thank you so much, um, Amalia, for doing this. I think it's great that you're doing a spiritual podcast. I can't tell you how auspicious I think that's going to work out for you because of what I know astrologically. So I I love it that you're doing this. Well,
0: I, I am honored and blessed that you were willing to come on my show and to share all of your knowledge and wisdom with me. And with the, with the listeners. And um, just so everyone knows, I'm going to have some information in the show notes about where you can reach Madeline. If you missed that uh, a moment ago, um, also tell a little bit about her if you want to to learn a little bit more website, social media, and email. And again, thank you so much, Madeline, for being on the show, and thank you, uh, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of yeah. Soulful Sessions.
1: Thanks, and hopefully, um, I meet some of you. All right. <laughs> nice to uh, be here. Thanks, Amalia.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. All right. Until next time, everyone, this is a wrap for awesome. Soulful Sessions.